This episode is brought to you by Manscaped. Manscaped just launched new products to keep you smelling amazing this holiday season, including their all-new ultra-premium body wash and a two-in-one shampoo and conditioner. It's time to give yourself or your loved ones the gift of beautiful skin, hair, and jingle balls this holiday season. Go to manscaped.com and use promo code LASERTIME for 20% off plus free shipping. And welcome to episode 444 of Video Game Apocalypse. I'm your host, Michael Raparez, coming to you from the Brian Crump Memorial Studio of the Airwaves. If you want it to be the U Memorial Studio of the Airwaves, go to patreon.com slash laser time. Who else is joining me? Christopher, the medical bill, and he's still. And Matthew, just kicking it, Alan. It's going to be. <laughs> I get it now. <laughs> and soon the listeners will get it. it took yes. me a second. It took me a second too, even though I'm about to introduce the topic of the show. That was a nice little segue, Matt, because this week we're going to talk about the most satisfying kicks in first person shooters, according oh, to man. me. No, no spinning bird kicks from Street Fighter? Darn no, it, no. If we, if we make it all video games, my God, too many kicks. A lot of good kicks. Yeah. A lot of good kicks. Ah, every fighting game have to evaluate separately. Each character go through, play through the story mode, just to make sure I see their I best mean, kicks. We all know who would win. DOA had it in the commercial. She kicks that's, high. That's true. Man, she that's kicks a, high. I, I made the worst possible reference to, if you were a new listener to the show, my appendix just did the thing and had to get that taken out of my body emergency style. And I just got a letter I was not looking forward to. It was like, how much is this going to be? And I even had to take a picture and send it to multiple people because there are all these spaces that says you owe in addition to you don't have to pay this and you owe and you don't have to pay this. And like, what do I, what the fuck do I owe? And then I look at the top and it's like, this is not a bill. I'm like, then what are we doing? This system <laughs> is ridiculous. Like, what? <laughs> they they have to send that to you in case your insurance company needs to prove that you got all the stuff that you said. It's, it's. It's stupid, yes, but I get those occasionally too. What are they called? They're called like, anyway. It, it's, it's it's yeah. Where you? Have I've to never. I, and I, I was telling someone it's like you don't know what any of this means. I'm like I have never had any incident with my health insurance like in forty fucking years. I haven't had a, any major operation that wasn't in my mouth uh, or in the Vietnam. <laughs> never mind. <laughs> in the Vietnam. Major operations in Vietnam. Right. Got um, it. <laughs> Speaking of Vietnam, when you said your appendix did the thing, I'm like, what thing was that? The thing from Metal Gear Solid Five Ground Zeroes? Like, uh... well, I, other other, well, I was going to say the only thing it can really do, which is cause you great pain. <laughs> right. The vestigial and, organ. It did the only yeah. thing it does. <laughs> yeah, it did fucking... the thing that that all cartoons told me it was going to do, and you right. guys were of no help with. And yeah, I did. I, I just. I, I was dying to talk video games because something that has happened to me that hasn't happened for a really, really long time—a recurring video game dream that no. I keep having. I guess I'm way more excited about the Grand Theft Auto trilogy than I thought I was, because I have had numerous dreams of 
pre-ordering it, waking up to play it, and it's not there, or it's not included, or it looks like fucking Roblox. Hmm. Um, I mean, <laughs> one of those things I, might I think, be true. I think somebody's probably <laughs> built at least one of those games in Roblox by now. Oh, absolutely, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah with a massive C and D. Just God, did you guys down. hear Roblox was down three days? I thought the kids were gonna go full like uh, Lord of the Flies on each other. Yeah, yeah I, I, it'd be interesting to see what happens when you take the crack away from the junkies. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, how, how shall they, they love, behave? Fucking love that Roblox, man. I mean, I, I don't know any kids right now who are playing Fortnite and Minecraft, but they all still dabble in Roblox. Yeah. 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 Minecraft but seems yeah. to be a thing people just watch on YouTube, and the only people playing it are those on YouTube that are playing it for audiences. I think I'm going to hold... Why do I want to do this? Hold off on buying the GTA trilogy until the... Did we talk about this? The physical edition is out later? Oh, no. really? Yeah, the phys- it's coming out digitally uh, in November, and then early December it'll hit physical. Well, it gets even weirder, because Michael and I were talking, like, the only game out of that I'm really interested in playing, again, is San Andreas. That's the only one coming to Game Pass as a Game yeah. Pass title. They're, they're, like, splitting the collection just for Game Pass. I, I thought I would read something, like, they might be putting a different one on PS Now as well. Oh, really? That would yeah. make sense. Uh, and. But all all my brain seems to want to play is Vice City, and that is true. But fuck me, I do. Oh, do you buy it digitally and not be like the whole point of get buying a twenty year old game is sort of the idea of like I want to be able to play this for as long as I can or have right. access to this right. for a long time. Sure. Unlike something brand new and optimized for a new console. And that's a yeah. great question. If you're buying a retro collection. Shouldn't yeah. you just go physical at that point? Because it's something you obviously have been wanting to play over and over years later. So yeah, and there's there's no guarantee there's no guarantee on any platform. Xbox gives the most guarantee for your digital purchases in that four generations have been of digital purchasing have been valid now at this point. Um, but <laughs> Nintendo, one generation at a time. <laughs> Excuse me, some if you don't include their handheld systems, which are completely separate purchases. Blah. Uh, and, and yeah, I, I just don't know. Now I'm, I cannot believe I have to weigh this decision out that much, but it is a $60 game. So what are you going to do? I should say game deal. Uh, we were talking earlier about Nickelodeon, what Nickelodeon all-star brawl. Mm-hmm. Yes. Pre black Friday sale. Somebody got it for me for $20 at target. So wow. Already huh? $20. I couldn't find the deal valid for myself, but it says until, uh, the, the time by the time you're hearing this, they oh, heard shit. about that Warner Brothers uh, Smash clone and don't shit say it. They'll take the whole show down. They got scared. <laughs> they got scared. <laughs> I mean, when you when you realize what is in the Warner Brothers one, uh, I mean, mm. yeah, it's a lot. Assuming a lot of IP. Legit. Yeah. yeah. If it, I think, if it wasn't legit, they wouldn't be taking down YouTube channels and giving people copyright strikes. All right, fair. Uh, so yes, yeah, you will be able. to to fight Shaggy against Batman and yes. Rick Sanchez, and hopefully Powerpuff Girls, Johnny Bravo, Cow and Chicken, hmm. uh, Dexter's Lab. Let's hope for a little Hair Bear Bunch. Gotta gotta have them represented <laughs> there somehow. Oh God. Uh, uh, so yeah, we are, we are actually recording this show a day late because uh, I was very smart and scheduled my COVID booster for Tuesday. 
the day before we normally record and uh, started to have a reaction right around the time we were supposed to start recording. So I'm still on the mend from that. I'm mostly back to normal, but we'll see what our energy levels are like as we forge ahead to talk about what? Uh, Michael's DNA it, being altered and his propensity to yeah. want to buy Microsoft products say, right We're now. talking about the need for listeners to still get the shot even if they yes. feel a little fluish because yeah. it's better than catching it's, COVID. Yes, it's worth it. You you might have a day or two of flu symptoms. That's fine. You've been sick before. You're not afraid of a little flu, are you? Hey, Michael, yeah. you know what you do with flus? You uh, kick them. You kick them to the curb, yes. pal. Your immune kick system them to the curb. kicks them. Just oh, like wow. in this top five. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, yeah, top five kicks in first-person games. This is either going to be really fun or really short. Uh, we will <laughs> jump into that right after this. Get ready to go jingle balls to the walls, fellas. Listen up. The holidays came early here at Laser Time, courtesy of Manscaped, the leading men's hygiene brand. There is nothing worse than untrimmed body hair and pubes around the holidays. You really don't want to look like the abominable snowman or Santa's beard is coming out of your shirt or pants. You older gentlemen with white or gray pubes know exactly what I'm talking about. And yes, it may be sweater season, but you don't want to have the world's worst ugly sweater made out of body hair. You need to keep that hair in check with the Manscaped Performance Package 4.0. There's no better gift for yourself or a loved one we can think of than the Manscaped Performance Package 4.0. It comes with everything you need to trim your tree and the hair down there. Hair down there. Inside the Performance Package 4.0, you'll find the signature Lawnmower 4.0. This electric trimmer has proprietary advanced skin-safe technology to reduce cuts on your nuts. It's also waterproof, so you can use it in the shower. The Manscaped Performance Package 4.0 also includes the Crop Preserver and the Crop Reviver, an anti-chafing ball deodorant, moisturizer, and toner to keep your South Pole feeling and smelling fresh all day long. The Performance Package 4.0 even comes with a classic stocking stuffer, a pair of Manscaped anti-chafing boxers that'll keep your junk feeling fresh all day. It's the perfect package for your perfect package. Speaking of stocking stuffers, Manscaped is going beyond the groin and has some amazing new products that make great gifts like their new Ultra Premium Body Wash. It's infused with aloe vera and sea salt to keep your skin feeling clean, nice, and moisturized. They also launched their new 2-in-1 shampoo and conditioner, which has key ingredients with benefits that include hydrating, nourishing, conditioning the scalp, and strengthening your hair at the same time. Tis the season to load up on Manscaped products, so get yourself, your dad, your brother, your husband, and friends the best gift of all, the Manscaped Performance Package 4.0. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code LASERTIME at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping with the code LASERTIME, one word, at manscaped.com. Make Santa proud this year. Add Manscaped to your wish list this season. Your, your balls, balls will thank, thank you. you. Thanks, Mom. And we're back to talk about what? Kick it! <laughs> I'm getting, and this is based off of a Ted Lasso fever? We've all, sure. we've all succumbed to. It's actually based uh, on one of the games in this list that is just like, oh man, that's a really fun thing to do, kick people around in this game. I wish that true. more games did it. When I played another first-person shooter that came out later, I missed the kick immediately and made me realize how great it is to be able to do awesome kicks in first-person well, There's a lot of games. bad kicks. There's a lot of bad first-person shooter kicks, as oh, we tons. learn. And so I think that's why it stands out when one actually feels pretty yeah. good. They never, like, I feel like most first-person shooters have gotten the hands positioning down right. Like, okay, mm -hmm. yes, my hand would realistically be around there. 
when that kick comes out of nowhere, it always just looks like I'm holding a someone's holding a prop leg down there, yeah. just <laughs> swinging it stiff kneed like you know, like like a battering yeah. ram. That does not look. That's not how yeah. the leg moves. Is my but, point. People. But all the ones that I included, most of, like they all feel pretty good. Most of them are like. You know, you connect and you will send someone flying and it's it's really cool and gratifying and just like, oh, man, yeah, I really kicked you across the room there. Uh, not so much with the first one, however. Number five. Day, losing in passion to the page And I do mean first one. I think this was the first first-person shooter to feature kicking, at least that I'm aware of. This the Duke. Yes. This is the, the Duke, baby. Duke Nukem 3. Is it, is it really? Yeah. Uh, man, so many notable firsts with this only good Duke Nukem game. <laughs> so Duke Nukem 3D had the Mighty Foot, which was Duke's default melee attack that he could do at any time, even when he had a gun out, and uh, it sounded kind of like this. And all, uh, the, all those little barely audible thumps are him kicking an alien to death. So like, like kicking like a straight out like bottom of the boot yes. to an alien's stomach, or kicking an alien on the ground? Which is also oh, fun. straight oh. out into the stomach. Um, yeah, no, okay. yeah, we're not talking stomps here. This isn't yeah. this isn't like a stomp. No, I know, but there's there's the kick with the bottom of your boot and the kick with the top of your foot. Mm. Oh, I know what you mean. Yeah, bo- yeah, bottom of the boot, like just straight forward kick. That's what I was talking about. Yeah, yeah. and uh, also the hardest kick to actually do. The fun thing is that he so he has that. That's the default melee attack, but he can also equip his other foot. So it is possible to kick with both feet at the same time. <laughs> Just get them both out in front of you. And, Just uh, a fucking can, regular Shawn Michaels over here. Look at that. Look at that. Drop <laughs> kick. Sweet mm-hmm. chin music with his dual wielding feet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Duke Nukem 3D, 3D's nuts. It's <laughs> a big square <laughs> kick. Yeah, this this is a game also that like holds up surprisingly well. Like this, I was just both, about to ask you this and Doom. Like going back yeah. and playing them now. Like I, I, I've been playing Doom on Xbox, just kind of getting through it organically because like when it was out in the nineties, I never played it without cheating. Cheating was considered mm. an elite way to play. We hadn't quite developed this ethos of like, no, you have to suffer through everything the game throws at you. Like, they d- didn't want me to get headshots in big head mode. They wouldn't have put it in the game. Exactly. Yeah, I feel like with PC, the badge of honor was finding out the cheat codes, like the console yeah. commands that would let you cheat. So it was mm-hmm. kind of like, yeah, it was fine because yeah. you, it's a secret you discovered to cheat. But, but Doom is so weird, like just playing through it and realizing like, man, like these two, like basically kids built this game that like revolutionized yeah. everything and is still pretty good on its own. And Duke yeah. Nukem 3D is like along those same lines, like, wow, this is amazing for what's essentially a 2D game with all these flat characters. The amount of interactivity that it puts into those environments is still pretty staggering, like that you can go up to a pool table and uh, kick or shoot the balls around and they'll all roll around individually with their own physics. You can, for example, enter a bathroom and use and or destroy the toilets. (laughs) 
toilets some of us urinals. using and destroying a toilet are one and the same. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. The, the toilets and the urinals have different pitches to the the shattering sound effect when you, and then you after you kick the the toilet to pieces, you can uh, drink from the spout of water that's spraying up from the floor and restore your health. You may think he's joking, but when this game came out, it was shit like that. That was all anybody was talking about. Yeah, and it's I think it's also shit like that. Is why 3D Realms was not able to pull off another game, <laughs> game for so long because they were focused on idiotic minutia like this in all of their games. Mm-hmm. I wish uh, they'd preserved that for Duke Nukem yeah, Forever. Me too. It might have made it more enjoyable. Instead, like they just make it so like I can pull out a turd and I can draw on a whiteboard with the turd. Was that in Forever? That was in Forever. Wow! I cannot believe people got death threats for giving that game a bad review. <laughs> And, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this really is a terrible medium. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Duke Nukem 3D, uh, still a surprisingly fun game. Yes. Delivered some of the earliest kicks in any first-person game and was fucking amazing. I'd love to play it because I, 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 Xbox released that 4K version of Quake 1. Mm. OG Quake. And I, I was, until I got super stuck and felt like an idiot, I was in, I was just enwrapped, wrapped in this thing. Like it's like the perfect kind of nostalgia for me at this point. No pixels, yeah. first era one polygons. I nice. I always get just. I'm still amazed though how fast all of those games play. Yeah, you really is. see it when you go back and play that that version on Quake on Xbox. It's like fuck, this thing is blazing fast for a shooter. Yeah. Like, yeah, I could never do anything in the multiplayer. It was just too hard. Yeah, mm. it was way too difficult. But Man, I mean, that's I, why I you really, got to get good with a rocket launcher and firing from like a football field away <laughs> from people. I, I really hope your segue is into the, this next game I'm thinking because there's a perfect Duke Nukem segue into one. Oh, Man. if I know what it is. Mm, probably not, but uh, uh. yeah, Duke Nukem 3D, it, uh, it was the original, so we've got to give it props. But kicking technology has progressed a long way since then, as we'll see in number four. You! I see the best one! Better not be Colt. Better not be Colt. Better not be Colt. Oh, okay, yeah. This is I, the music. I was like, oh, this has a funky '70s groove. This is Deathloop, baby. Yes, Deathloop. So, Deathloop is the game that inspired this list because it's got a really good kicking mechanic. I think I talked when it first came out about how much I loved that there's there's this one guy in uh, one of the levels early on who who will stand at the edge of a cliff playing guitar badly and uh, you can sneak up on him and just uh, send him rocketing right the fuck over the edge. <laughs> you know, you know, I thought you were talking about at first is it's not toward just the beginning of the game. It is literally the first guy you can kill in that game. Oh, is yeah. a guy standing singing on an edge while I think he's taking a leak. And they encourage you as part of the t- tutorial of like, hey, so you can sneak up on guys and, and assassinate them. They encourage you to use a knife that's sitting right there. But I just for this top five tested it. I walked up and just kicked him off the cliff and it felt very satisfying. Oh, yeah, it's. Ugh. So if, I don't want to hear any more about things you tried with your PS5. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
No, you don't. You don't want to hear any more about things I've tried with my PS5. No. Uh, but yeah, the, um, the, the kicks, even if you're not kicking anyone off the cliff, in which case, what are you even doing with your life? Uh, are, are still pretty, pretty satisfying. Like you can, you can just sneak up behind someone and just knock them over repeatedly. Every time they get up, just keep kicking them down. Um, that last one was quiet because she only started screaming when she was halfway down the cliff at the end <laughs> well they're they're really drunk a lot on that island so you yeah, know they that's true maybe didn't that's know. true it's such a weird premise like i i finished that game and i'm still not entirely sure i understand what's going on so it's just like a bunch of uh, drunk degenerates are hanging out on this island like every day like yeah let's all get fucking wasted we can die over and over again doesn't matter right like that's what they've chosen to do <laughs> basically groundhog their groundhog day yeah. uh, let's just get a different type of drunk every day I guess yeah, I don't know yeah and die <laughs> and it doesn't matter it doesn't who cares like let's play lethal games with live ammunition who cares we're all gonna come back tomorrow uh <laughs> Man, Deathloop's a lot of fun. That that kicking mechanic is great, but it it is really kind of the the latest evolution of something that I realize like you see in a lot of arcane games. Like, so this is developed by mm. Arcane. Uh, this next game is also developed by Arcane, and they really really seem to like their kicking physics. Number three. Tomorrow we sail with it. Careful with that soup there. To the Temple Isle, resting place of the Skull of Shadows. Let Arantir throw his army against the walls. We'll be off sealing his doom. Don't dismiss Arantir too lightly. There are rumors that he might be the Dark Messiah. No oh, stuff and nonsense, girl. All three of us know better than that. Yeah, you says the title, you wins the prize. Ah, yes. This is Dishonored. No. The Deuce. The Deuce. No? This Which is, one is it? Dark Messiah. Di oh, this is Dark Messiah magic. of Might and... Of, oh, God. Wait, this was them? Yes. Arcane I didn't know they did Dark Ubisoft. Messiah of Might and Magic. Yes. Uh, so, yeah, odd odd little game um, by today's standards, but like a first-person fantasy adventure. You're like a wizard's apprentice, and you're going on a mission... And you can find different weapons and fight monsters. But the the best thing that you have in your arsenal, no matter what weapons or spells you find, is the basic kick. And uh, every like almost every combat area is littered with things like ledges and spike traps and other things that are fun to kick people into. Because like this is a physics showcase. Like there's a bunch of puzzles mm. that are based around like. Get this giant object on a chain to swing and smash this wall or whatever. Um, and uh, also uh, kick kick this dude. Black guards. Here. Hired swords they are. But I can feel the scheming hand of the necromancers behind them. So they too are after the Shantiri crystal. Hmm. Kick him over the edge. Be Uh, 
Oh, just a really good sound on that kick. This too. is Sparta. <laughs> I was going to say this. This is this big craze. You know, the three hundred craze. Everyone was kicking mm-hmm. everyone off everything. So, I, I, yeah, I never would have touched this game because of the Might and Magic brand. I, I wish I would have. Yeah, it's, well, yeah. I wish I would have known it was like more like more of a game that I would play and had nothing to do with like this no strategy element, no need for intelligence at all. Is what I'm saying. Hmm. Trashing myself here, not the Might and Magic brand. <laughs> Well, it was it was kind of odd at the time. It's like, yeah, this is a traditionally role playing uh, series, and like, here's this first person game with like lots of physics, where like it's it's not just that you can kick people over, but like just exploring the town and realizing like there's a stack of barrels over there. Can I kick those? Oh, I can, and I can crush a guard with them. And now the guard's angry at me, and I'm kicking him down some stairs. And uh, yeah, this is this is just brilliant. Like, but I, this I, was. This makes sense because, like, this was right around the time where physics actually started to matter a lot mm-hmm. in video games, especially first-person games. Like, to the point where there was a company, I think NVIDIA eventually acquired them, and now it's a chip on, on their cards. But they had – it was a company called Physex that literally sold a distinct physics card yeah. for your PC that you would plug in that just handled – because physics – takes a ton of math calculations to know how oh, yeah, shit's yeah. going to fall and all that stuff. So they had a discrete card, which, yeah, NVIDIA, I think, purchased them. And now your physics engine is probably one chip on your big-ass 380 or whatever you're rolling with. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, no, at the time, 2004, 5, 6, that's when physics really kind of made made a big entry into the 3D gaming realm. You know, before that, everything was hand-drawn and people guessing, yeah, this is this is how physics will work in our game versus now these chips are like nah just tell us kind of the rules of of gravity and shit and we'll do the rest yeah i just love the way that the game exhorts you to like nah nah do it do it some more kick him kick him kick him kick him against the spikes that should take care of him <laughs> that should take care of him kick him against your, the spikes your description of your kick inadvertently being the most powerful weapon in the game mm-hmm. <laughs> reminded me of uh resident evil 4 I'm like, that's not first person, except for the one I can't play right now. Did, oh, yeah, did, the VR. Uh, Quest, yeah, Quest 2 exclusive the, Resident Evil. The Quest Evil 2 4. exclusive Resident Evil, did they maintain the roundhouse kick? They did. Oh, shit, yeah, really? It, it just it goes third person when you do it, but yes, it's uh, there. That's, not, that's, that's cheating. That would not be allowed in this category. <laughs> still effective. Still I'm, I'm still blown away by... I'm, I'm just blown away that Ubisoft let arcane do a might and magic game but like that's it's kind of the thing about the might and magic brand is is they've tried different genres remember that one it was a really good xbox live game that was more of like the tactical rpg might and magic Mm -mm. Uh, yeah are you thinking of mad balls no (laughs) different brand (laughs) no i think you're thinking heroes of might and magic or no 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 it had a thing I'll, i'll come back to it okay uh, but I, I think I think when this was published, Ubisoft and Arcane were both kind of different companies. Like Arcane was, th- this was an early Arcane game, and and Ubisoft was more in the habit, I think, of contracting with outside studios. Clash of Heroes, that's the one. Uh, Clash okay. of Might and Magic, Clash of Heroes, wasn't, kind of. Was that wasn't that the one by Cappy? Or uh, I think so. Yeah, else? that's oh, it's okay. kind of a puzzly no, tactic. That was game. Super Mario Odyssey. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. See what you did there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so they've, they've always let people take kind of liberties with the Might and Magic brand to try out new stuff. You know, mm-hmm. so I, I do. 
I do appreciate that. Wait, where does where does Arcane lie right now? Is it Microsoft's? It's owned by Bethesda, so owned by yeah. Microsoft. Yeah. Okay. So Deathloop is like this weird uh, outlier right now, and then it's like it's a PS5 exclusive that is, I guess, technically owned by Microsoft. It's owned by Microsoft, wow. and uh, but yeah, it's it's um, actually I think for this latest game, it's the first expansion of Arcane. Right? There's there's now the traditional Arcane, which is I mm-hmm. think somewhere in the northeast. And then I think this is Arcane Austin, like they opened a satellite. Or no, this one, this one's like uh, Arcane Leon. Leon, thank, thank, that's what it was. It's yeah, so, somewhere else where I'm like, oh, they're mm-hmm. they're expanding. Good for them. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I, I I do love what they did in Dark Messiah of Might and Magic. Not particularly well reviewed, especially not the Xbox 360 version. Mm-hmm. The PC one is generally thought of as a bit better. And uh, but and it is kind of difficult to get into now because like oh right, there's no controller options. It's one of those. It's like why wouldn't you use the full keyboard, my boy? <laughs> <laughs> but you will press five to attack. Yes, you use Just the connect your pad. keyboard with your Xbox 360. Mm, Technically, you can do that. That's yes. fucking crazy. I wonder <laughs> if it's it can't still be available. Yeah, it is. It's on Steam. Really. Mm-hmm. Wow! All right. I, I think it's I, kind of regarded. It's it's got like a cult status. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's cult classic, definitely. Uh, so yeah, but and it's fun. And if you like kicking things, it's surprisingly. I good. do. Like, I do. Just just kick everything. We're Position doing a show yourself. about it. Like what yeah, weapons are just to keep your enemies at bay while you look for something to kick them right. off of or right. into. You gotta um, reload that foot. You know, you can't just be kicking willy nilly. Yeah, you gotta exactly. use your weapons while your your foot reloads. Mm-hmm. I get you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Never have to reload your foot in this game, though. Number two. Don't worry about the rabble rousers, and we'll catch the crown killer eventually. People are saying it's you, that these assassinations are a misguided effort to protect me. No, someone's trying to make us look guilty by targeting your enemies. I wish I could just run away from all this. Sometimes you do. You think I don't know about your nights out on the rooftops? courage the ceremony will be over soon royal protector and father i should have passed a law against that combination of titles years ago it's a very arcane heavy list ah corvo atano mm-hmm. right there this is dishonor too yes dishonor to dish oh no red too uh <laughs> where yeah and i i didn't know about this like people were talking about like oh dishonored has the best kicks like does it really and like yeah you you have like ground kicks when enemies are on you know prostrate in front of you you can run up and kick them in the face send them sprawling one of my favorite addition in several belt scrollers it really they all should have kicking someone when they're down options yes yes Mm. (laughs) i agree yeah i love it you don't have to be honorable just because you're the hero yeah but um but the the kick that i discovered and immediately fell in love with is a little bit difficult to pull off Mm. it's it's the blink kick because you, of course, have the, the the power blink in Dishonored, where you can just basically teleport ahead. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you unlock a, a little perk for it and you time it right, you can teleport right in front of an enemy and just attack and you will pull off a kick that sends them sprawling. You kick them so hard and so fast that they don't even start screaming until they're about to hit the wall. Like a Mortal Kombat dishonored. move. Who's that, whose move was that in Mortal Kombat? Scorpion's teleport <laughs> kick? Probably. Oh, there's been a few of them. There's, yeah. uh, 
Definitely, Scorpion does it. Mm-hmm. He jump, jumps behind you. I have dishonored envy of people who can play these games well and with skill. Like, I feel mm-hmm. like I'm kind of a bumbling Corvo when I play yeah. it. Oh, but yeah. yeah, then I watch YouTube videos of people just like ninjaing around the maps, doing shit like midair kicks and then popping out of there and doing other powers. And it's like, there's so much to juggle in most arcade games with the controls and dishonored, especially because they're like, ah, why give you options when we can give you all the options? And mm-hmm. so like, literally there's like a thousand moves you can pull off. It, especially as you start to gain powers, like, ah, I wish I could do it. Cause it's so cool, but yeah. I don't play that way. And I think there, there's like a bunch of contextual things. Also, like if somebody's standing next to a ledge, you can just run up and, and boot them off. Yep. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, I do do love Dishonored and Dishonored too. Like you know, giving you the chance to play as Corvo and Emily—that's that's, that's kind of neat. And yeah. it made me realize, like, oh, I played through this game as Emily on Low Chaos. I should really do Corvo on High Chaos because everything I've heard has been like, you know, I I, I always I always play Low Chaos because because you feel like that's the way they want you yeah, to play. Yeah, like yeah. that's that's no Corvo's a good guy. Really, he would be trying to clear his name and be good, etc. Like but everybody keeps saying like no 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 this game is much more fun if you just play high chaos. You have so much more at your disposal. There's so much yeah. more cool stuff you can do. And I, like playing Deathloop kind of made me think of like oh this is like if un, if Dishonored didn't have that uh consideration like you could just go balls to the wall and fuck everything up i Um, think they did it on purpose because yeah yeah. i think that the low high chaos stuff people in again so arcane's all about offering you options as a player Mm -hmm. like the second you tell people hey kind of the better ending is going to be tied to a low chaos ending like you're not really giving them the option at that point that's true yeah but so yeah with the it's a good point though death loop is just kind of like yeah, I forget that system. You know, it's None we're going to restart the day anyway. in and out. Yeah, every it's yeah. Groundhog Day. Do whatever you want. Yeah, do whatever you want. Be yeah. as brutal as you want, um, but not not in Dishonored. You have, I, I guess, this would be a, a non-lethal way of dispatching. I, I was going to ask: Does the kick actually affect the chaos of your world? I mean, I I learned early on playing that game that uh, the chaos is not necessarily reflected by whether you kill people or leave them alive. Like if you are causing a ruckus and fighting out in the open, like that contributes to chaos. Yeah. I think it's when people see corpses is mm-hmm. when it really adds to the chaos. Yeah. But like, you know, I, w- I was getting into fights all the time, but like ending them non-lethally. And I was confused. Like, why is my chaos so high? That doesn't make any sense. Apparently you need to get those numbers up. Those are rookie numbers. Mm-hmm. You need more chaos. Yeah. Yeah, clearly. As, I mean, you can maybe borrow some from that upcoming Final Fantasy game. Chaos! Anyway, let's bring this crashing to a halt. Identify yourself or I will open fire! Oh, listen, lady! Please! We've been stuck here forever! Help us get an evac off-world! Yeah! Go fuck yourself! You shit piles give chase! I will kill your dicks! What? <laughs> what does that even mean? You're gonna kill my dick? Well, I'll kill your dick! How about that, huh? Speaking of dick killing parties. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, alright, what game is this? <laughs> bullets, bullet storm. Dick killer, 5,000. Dick killer, <laughs> again, I think Matt, like me, thought Duke Nukem was gonna segue into this. Yes, this I game- did is really more of a podcast classic for us, mm-hmm. but it is really fun in that 
that up-res ver- what was that anniversary edition 10 years later there was there was like the full circle edition but the segue i was going to make is there's a piece of dlc for that that yes. literally puts you as duke nukem in the shoes yes. of the main character and he, he has different dialogue where he mm, questions right. what they're saying <laughs> it's incredible i'm not it's one of the silliest be in this game yeah and, and including in this scene uh, I think he might have a comment on. What does that even mean? You're gonna kill my dick? Is that a come on? Um, but he'll yeah he'll like change the dial he'll change dialogue. I don't know. This series should not be as good as it is, but it definitely belongs at the top of the kicking list because that yeah. shit is ridiculous. Like I'm basing this. This is why Bulletstorm can be higher on a list than Deathloop. I am basing it purely on how good the kicks are, yeah. and the kicks in this are fucking amazing. Uh, it, 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 it's actually like one of the main mechanics of the game that, uh, you, you have this leash and you can grab enemies and pull them toward you and then kick them away. And both of these actions will have like a bullet time effect where there's like a, a, a field on the person that slows time. And, uh, so you're kicking them away. They're sort of flying in slow motion and then you're free to like, you know, pump them full of bullets or go around to the side and, kick them into a cactus or an electrical hazard. And, and you will get points for doing this. All you get those extra, things are skill shots. You get extra points. For, that was my only disappointment. I remember the game was like, yeah, it's not just about shooting dudes. It's all the other stuff you can do. And by other stuff, they mean kicking. Because mm-hmm. that is the only other stuff. Yeah, when, pretty like, much. I, I thought they were going to have like all these different melee combinations but they really don't other than the leash and it's commitment to stupidity this stupidity is so wonderful wonderfully emphasized if you can go online and find a group of people playing like co-op or multiplayer because when you're when you're watching someone else slow have something slow down have a bullet time moment (laughs) when it's not you it looks so ridiculous (laughs) but the game was so committed to that mechanic watching four people like just kicking the air at like seemingly nothing as <laughs> your version of their bullet time catches up to itself. It's so silly. It's basically the paddle game from like, you know, when yeah. we were kids, you'd buy it at the grocery store. There's a rubber ball attached to a paddle with a mm-hmm. rubber band, you know? It's so silly. Play bullet. Holy shit. Yeah, play it. But I want, if gameplay wise, I mean, it was like you kicked them out so that you could then unload on them with your bullets and your ranged attacks. Like that mm-hmm. was the whole deal. Or right? you'd, you'd kick them over a ledge and then you get a vertigo kill. Or like I said, uh, here's, there's a bunch of cactuses with like, uh, four foot long barbs that you can just slam them right the fuck into. <laughs> That doesn't sound like much because people are shooting constantly, but trust me, people are flying into cacti. Now, remind me, did every mode in this game have scoring, have the style points, or was that yes. something you had to opt? Because, like, it's something that basically, like... I mean, it's there in the default campaign. I don't know about other modes. Yeah, but, it, like, it's, scoring it's emphasis- systems are, like, in Halo after you beat Halo. It's yeah, like, oh, I'm going to go back and play through this campaign with scoring it, on... The it doesn't really stuff. make sense until the multiplayer modes, because... You can't really chain things together in single player very well. Hmm. Whereas that, some of the multiplayer moments are you're just in super confined areas and they're funneling enemy after enemy at all of you. And that that's where the scoring mechanics make way more sense. Hmm. But I wasn't a huge fan of that anyway, so who cares? Yeah, 
I think the score does unlock stuff with, mm-hmm. um, like, it lets you get upgrades at these little uh, Confederate kiosk things that are scattered around. But, uh, yeah, Bulletstorm is a hell of fun shooter. A team of, like, fugitive mercenaries or something led by this guy Gray, who's voiced by Steve Bloom. You're out for revenge against your former commander who ordered you to assassinate a bunch of innocent people while telling you they were like drug dealers and gun runners and stuff like that. But, uh, yeah, you, you're, you're a bunch of scumbags who have a certain degree of moral superiority in the situation. And also, uh, you can slide kick into exploding barrels, (laughs) send them flying and then make them explode near your enemies. Badoom! I'm going to get torn apart for this, by the way. It's the full clip edition, not the full circle edition. My bad. No, I was thinking Luke. Yeah, you're thinking of True Detective. Yeah. Uh, I was a little was, disappointed I, when they got, when I got that and it didn't have the Duke Nukem DLC included. I think you have to buy that separately. and It's like five yeah. bucks. It was, it was one of the last things. I think I wrote an email like <laughs> to the developer, like, please give me this. <laughs> and please do it early so I can, show, I can showcase it. Because, mm-hmm. it, again, it, it wasn't a game I expected to be as pretty as it was, but... 10 years have been really kind to the game and yeah. uh, the, the design. Yeah. Still, still extremely playable and still mm-hmm. it, it's reinserted itself into my shame pile. Now it's like, Oh man, I really want to finish this at some point. Yeah. And I, I think when I, a lot of times I, I, I'm, I find myself, I desire a quick mindless gameplay session and it, I think I'm craving stuff like this, like mm-hmm. skipping the cutscenes. Just let me, Load myself into a 3D shooting gallery for a little bit. Get out in few, get out in 45 minutes. I would love. Hmm. Might have to re-download Bulletstorm now. That I'm thinking about it. Holy mm-hmm. shit! Well, well, I mean, you can just play one of the games I think you like this year because this mm. is people can fly. This is the Outriders people. Oh, yeah. did I? I'm the one who liked Outriders. I, <laughs> I thought you were. Maybe. You were. <laughs> I saw it in the store the other day, and it's like day one edition. I'm like, yeah. Congratulations <laughs> on your only edition. <laughs> well, maybe you can go further back. They were also the painkiller people. I, I love oh, yeah. the old painkiller. Painkiller was great with like the yeah. huge bosses and yeah, like, it was it was like a doom. You know, it's like hey, they were gonna throw a shit ton of enemies at you, like a like a serious Sam. I'd say yeah. painkiller. I, I remember like the intro that I wrote for that. Like I think I reviewed it at my old newspaper job and was like. It it asks the important questions about uh, about the universe, like is hell real, and if so, are there ninjas there? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, I remember, like, oh, now I'm fighting a bunch of zombies and monsters and shit, and now it's just an opera house full of ninjas. That sounds like, yeah, okay, sure. That's what won him the uh, local Washington Smarmy Award. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was the coveted <laughs> journalism award for. <laughs> Awarded to me by local Washington himself. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to the Smarmies. You're welcome. Anyway, that has been our top five. Uh, It was short, but also kind of fun. So I guess I fulfilled both promises there. Again, it's Michael's commitment to making this as long as possible that I will never understand. He gets so (laughs) sad when this doesn't break an hour. (laughs) I, I, I feel mean, as we, though I've I've just skipped over the topics and not really. We could talk other games, you know, like Fear. I worked on the Fear oh, stuff, and that was one of the first person shooters that had 
I kind of, it was a weird kick because there was also mm. like a slide takedown. I was like, oh, does that really count as a kick at that point? And and all I could think of is is how many games allowed Mega Man weirdly to kick because hmm. he could he could do it in eight, and then he could also do it in Legends, including to animals. Oh yeah, just that's right. <laughs> go around kicking animals. I guess it was because cool. his jump already sort of looked like a kick. You know, he got the one it foot. It looks out like and... he's yeah, like he's about to do a jump kick. Yeah. Yeah, so and, might and, as well. And I, I did look at a bunch of games for this. I even played a bit of Breakdown, the old Xbox first-person brawler that Namco did, I'm which sorry. was <laughs> like you go back and like I'd, I'd heard good things about it, but it's just like, oh man, this was from that era when like games were embracing uh, next-gen technology. By which I mean the Xbox and PS2. And, like, they thought, like, we could be, like, a movie. We'll, we'll start out with, like, credits, screenplay by. I'm like, oh, come on. This is fucking breakdown. <laughs> I <laughs> and, mean, yeah. But, but that has, like, a bunch of different moves that you can pull off with joystick and trigger combinations. And you have a couple of kicks, like a pretty good straight kick. And then you've got, like, this high kick that you can do that uh, it looks really impressive. And then you use it in an actual fight. And it's just, like... Oh, this this doesn't send anybody flying. They just fall over backwards and then get back up. And it's a little anticlimactic, wow. considering some of the other shit that's on this list. And yeah. a first person fighter, where I guess like it's less about the timing and more about your own fucking visibility. If you do a high kick and you can't see in front of you dur- the duration of that high kick, holy yeah! Lord. In real life, you can't clip through your leg to see. Yeah. What's but anyway, this has been fun, but uh, we should take a little break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about some new releases, some news, and some other stuff. So stay tuned. Get scratching. Do you like Video Game Apocalypse and 302010? Well, the LaserTime Patreon has figured out a way to combine the two over at patreon.com slash lasertime. We've taken a month's worth of 302010's games from 3020 and 10 years ago and grabbed the hosts, Michael Raparez and Matthew Allen from Video Game Apocalypse. And with our combined three decades plus in the games industry, we found a great way to take a deep dive into the biggest gaming anniversaries of the month. Here's a recent sample. And then my absolute favorite thing I'd never heard of until Michael put it in this doc. The Flintstones colon Burger Time and Bedrock. I wanted to find more trademark screens, but this is very much the arcade classic Burger Time. Yep. Done with me, your pal Fred. And he beats up, he beats up like the Great Gazoo as if he's an enemy. But it is like a, a much slower Burger Time with a story. You know what they don't have? What they didn't shell out for? The Flintstones theme. But the Flintstones theme they came up with for Flintstones Burger Time in Bedrock is one of the most sublime and melancholy things I've ever heard. It's there, yeah, this man. is a, this is sadder. Like <laughs> like if Wilma leaves Fred, this is what this is what he's driving through with the in the middle of the movie. He's driving through the rain. Flintstones meet the Flintstones. <laughs> that is like. Am I really not attentive enough for Wilma? 
I'm too old to move on. <laughs> so, in addition to weekly bonus shows, over 100 movie commentaries, exclusive specials, you can get the 30 2010 Video Games Edition, celebrating a month of important gaming milestones every single month at patreon.com slash lasertime in exchange for just five bucks. And you'll support all of the Lasertime shows, including Video Game Apocalypse, right guys? Yay! And welcome back to our final segment where we're just going to cut straight into that segment that we like to call... Oh man, Mario Party Superstars came out last week and Matt has probably played it. Nope. Nope. <laughs> I was wondering, maybe, maybe you, you went with your joke so short because you knew we had like a 10-round game of this to play after the show. You know how much we love our Mario parties around yeah, here. Like we're all going to spend $180 to play this together for one <laughs> paragraph of VGA. Yeah. As, yeah. as a man who has no fondness or reminiscence of the Mario Party 64 games, like this collection doesn't interest me that much. Like I'm perfectly happy with Super Mario Party. But it has a hundred mini games. That well, yeah. If you like Mario Party, uh, these are generally regarded as the best boards, and they've even retrofitted the mini games to work with your Switch and be amazing. But the cool thing that I didn't think of before when they announced this title. So the problem with Super Mario Party on the Switch, you gotta buy uh joy con for every single player i've oh had dear. to buy additional joy cons that's the only reason i did it i was dating a girl with two kids and i own two extra joy cons solely to get her to like me via mario <laughs> yep. party and it didn't work whereas superstars lets you control it like the traditional in 64 handhelds uh you might even be able to use your what is that the nintendo online expansion plus mm, six, only member 64? in 64 controller wait really uh, well, yeah, they, they just patched Mario, uh, the Mario 3D All-Stars mm -hmm. to be playable with that N64 controller. Oh, so I bet they would do that with hmm. this game as well. That is the only, literally the only reason I want that expansion pack. And that, that controller keeps getting sold out, too. Like, it's yeah. apparently now you got to wait for 2022 to get one. I mean, it, I'm sure you could buy one without getting the expansion, right? No, sure. I don't think so. They, the, the last uh, controller's... The NES Super Nintendo controllers you bought through Nintendo, you had to be a member of the online service to hmm. even purchase those. Huh. Oh no, I thought you meant like through the through a third party, Michael. Like oh, no, some no. some scalper, I'm sure, will sell it to you oh. for a hundred dollars. <laughs> yes, I'll trade you a PS5 yeah, yeah. for it. Yeah, Eat my ass. Enough. Eat my ass, scalpers. I believe I saw someone in our community with four of those fucking controllers. Hmm. Subscribers only. Yeah. It's an exclusive club, Michael. Hmm. Yeah, remember back when they used to give you stuff instead of selling you stuff. <laughs> no. Uh, th this is a weird, weird week for new releases. So uh, I, we've kind of got like two of the biggest things are like complete opposite ends of the spectrum in that we have Call of Duty Vanguard, which we won't really talk about because it has been out for, I think, exactly four minutes as of me talking. <laughs> um, but we'll we'll get into it and, and talk about it next week. And there's also Unpacking. Which came out and is on Game Pass and, and several other things. It is very, very indie and it is a game about, uh, unpacking in, uh, into rooms in different stages of a woman's life and, uh, learning things about her and, and what her life is like just based on the things you pull out of these boxes and try to find places for. 
it's a game that tells a story without explicitly saying anything other than at the end of every year uh there's basically each year is represented by a photo album and it takes a picture of your place in that year and then there'll just be one sentence of kind of story from you um but yeah it's it's more about like michael said you kind of have to infer and assemble your own story about this woman's life but what's cool about it is as you progress from year to year and you're literally you come to realize the title's a double meaning it's like oh you're unpacking events in your life as well Mm. that are just tied to times where you've been unpacking stuff um but you kind of you start to see the same stuff go from year to year and so you're like oh she's like taking piece of her life with her right Mm. and it's so it's like you can tell she's traveling over the course of the game at different phases in her life because, like, at first there's one statue of the Eiffel Tower, then there's the Leaning Tower of Pisa, and then, there, you know, uh, then there's something from, like, Denmark. It's like, oh, she has traveled to these countries in between these years that that are, you know, kind of milestone points in her life. It's like she's a kid. There's one moving into a college dorm, one with moving into roommates, one with moving in uh, to uh, with her boyfriend for the first time. And I'll leave it at that. But um, it's—I think uh, there's plenty of people out there who would enjoy a oh, I own a house and can travel simulator. It's—it's <laughs> it's oddly zen and relaxing, but it, it's funny because it is kind of a puzzle game still. Mm-hmm. And and one of my one of my only complaints that I have two kind of complaints with the game. Number one is um, it's really beautiful pixel art. But sometimes the stuff that you're unpacking is so small, you can't really tell what it's supposed to be. And the mm-hmm. whole puzzle element, which apparently you can turn off in the accessibility options to be able to unpack wherever you want. But the puzzle element is in kind of knowing where certain things go. And so after you've unpacked in each room, anything that's out of place, they'll kind of flash, right? But sometimes the, the pixel art, you don't you don't know, oh, that's a refrigerator magnet. Like, you know, you have to guess like, oh, is this a coaster or a mm-hmm. magnet? I don't know. It's just a pixel disc. So that's a little weird. And then that it relates to my only other complaint, which is at times you they just, you know, the thing's out of place, but you don't know why. Right. So it's like, well, I put my hairbrush in this drawer. Why wouldn't that be in place? Am I a weirdo for putting brushes in drawers? Like and why did why did it have to be on the counter at that point? Sometimes they use that for a storytelling device. There's there's one point of the game. It's funny because you go online, you see people like, oh, the game has a bug. This doesn't work. It's like, no. You're you're not supposed to do something with the thing that you would have assumed automatically you should do with it. And it, it, it tells the story of maybe you don't want to do that. Maybe you don't want to put that thing in a place you're going to prominently see it. Let's just say that. Maybe if you're like my mother, you use your hairbrush more for paddling your child than for brushing <laughs> your own filthy hair. Does she got it hanging on the wall to remind you who's boss when yeah, you come home for the holidays? Little kid ass blood caked all over it. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. She's a rough woman. Uh, clearly. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I, unpacking is um, the the other complaint I've seen, and I didn't have this because I played it as part of Game Pass, but uh, it's not a very long experience. So I finished it in just under four hours, um, definitely under four hours, but it's still $20 full price. And so a lot of folks going, man, that's a lot to pay for a very short experience. But, you know, that's where you go, well, You'd pay a lot of money to go see a movie in theaters. It's not going to be four hours long. Mm. I think this game has enough of those like moments that will stick with you as a gamer, like poignant, memorable things that, uh, yeah, I'd say it's worth the price of admission. Or just subscribe to Game Pass Ultimate for a month at $15 and get access to it. And that's less than the $20 full price. So there you go. Hooray. 
Um, do you know anything about Kid Amnesia ex- Exhibition? Like the, no, this but is I'm that just... weird crossover thing yeah. with uh, Radiohead we saw. Radiohead and Epic Games. Behind this. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, I don't. It sounds pretentious to me. So I, but <laughs> yeah, I but it's, it's like, stuff this, like that. this is Kid A, a great album, and Kid B. I think it's interesting to explore interactive options, another way to fuck with a, a great album. Yeah, I mean, did I mention pretentious earlier? Because yeah, uh, it's Radiohead. Um, it reminds me of something David Bowie would have done, like like yeah, when CD-ROM tech was out there. Bowie World. <laughs> yep, yep. Like well, it's that kind of thing. It's like we're going to celebrate my music in this interactive in media. a way where I don't have to do anything except sign checks. <laughs> I'm from Liverpool in this version. Yeah. <laughs> I get too big. I'm David Bowie. Are you the distant <laughs> relation from America? I suppose I am. I don't believe in modern love. I think it's pretty gear. <laughs> dance, baby, dance, baby, dance. Um, one game I wanted to talk about. Um, so occasionally things slip through the cracks, and I miss them on the weeks that they actually release, and then I discover them a bit later. But October 19th. Gave us a little game called Inscription on PC. With a Y. Yeah, with a Y. And uh, I wasn't sure what to make of this when I heard it described. I didn't think it was very interesting. It's, you know, uh, oh, it's a deck building game. Eh, instant turnoff for me. But it's by the guy who made Pony Island, ah. which is a a weird, subversive, bizarre game for, for PC. And like, okay, you have my attention. And I played it and... It is so to start with, you are trapped in a cabin with a strange man or monster or something. A pair of eyes. That's yeah, all you a see. pair of eyes shrouded in shadow who uh, wants to play this game with you and won't let you leave and will occasionally let you get up from the table to wander around his creepy cabin to find specific things or solve little environmental puzzles. I was always scared to do that, though, because I felt like it's a horror game. I felt Mm -hmm. like he he was going to be there when I turned around, you know, and checked over my shoulder. He's always going to be staring at you, but you don't get to see him, at least not at this this point but uh like if if you've ever played uh the room not the tommy Wiseau movie but the series of puzzle games it it kind of has a similar vibe with that that like strange creepiness and even though it's in 3d like everything looks heavily pixelated as if it's 2d yeah and he kind of tours you around the room he's like hey go get the oh i left your game piece it's over there next to the safe Uh i will just mention the safe yeah like and you might have seen something about a possible combination at that point like oh okay i'll just open the safe while you're not looking and yeah get this thing i'll need for later but then the actual game is uh it, it like has this sort of like weird creepy frontier vibe uh, the, the whole thing does in the game is like, uh, yeah, all the cards are animals. And in order to play one of the cards, you first have to set you, you play a certain number of squirrel cards and sacrifice them. And yeah. like, you know, oh, to get a bear, you have to sacrifice three squirrels or one squirrel and two other existing cards that you've played. And yeah, you can sacrifice your other animals you've already mm-hmm. played. And then once you've killed enough animals, you collect bones. You can also summon some creature with bones. Yeah. But I love that, like. One of the first times you... So this is like during the tutorial, because I only played the demo, which is a long demo. It's a Mm. generous demo, by the way. Um, After you sacrifice an animal, like one of your cards 
maybe starts to say things to you yeah. and you realize, oh, there's more to this game than just a deck building lane card game. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's there is a an alternate story and basically the guy's like, yeah, we're going to break out of here. It's like, yeah. what do you mean you're going to be you're like in my deck of cards, man? Yeah, like, no, your cards are going to help you escape. Uh, yes. But but yeah. Yeah. And um, I to say too much more than what we've already said would be a spoiler, but there is so much more to this than a deck building game. Uh, I yeah. I strongly yeah. encourage people to check it out. Like even if the horror vibe creeps you out, it's still worth checking out. Like I'd say it'd be like it'd be like judging Pony Island. Just be like, hey, just on its platforming elements. Like, no, that's not that's not why you play Pony Island. Mm-hmm. But actually, the one thing I would give him credit for is the actual game this time. The underlying game of that card deck building game is actually a pretty decent deck building game too. Yep. Like the, that premise, it plays well. But then once you realize that there's way more to the game, mm-hmm. um, pretty neat. It's just, that's this what this guy does. This developer does. So. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so inscription, check it out. Like it's current. It, I think it's currently a, a contender for me for the game of the year list. Like maybe wow. not game of the yeah. year itself, but it's it's up there, like top ten maybe for me. This is the most Halloweeny thing I've seen Michael talk about in our off mic chat uh, hmm. the entire year. Yeah, and I'm it's kind of it's like... only twenty on Steam full mm-hmm. price, so yeah, it's super good. Hey man, you know what game's super good? Because it's always super good, especially if you got the kids. Tell me, it's better if, if it comes from you. <laughs> uh, <it's, laughs> well, because I got a code from you. Well, Just Dance twenty twenty two. Full disclosure, I work for Ubisoft, so yeah. So I, I played the new Just Dance as I do every year, courtesy of Uncle Michael. Um, kids loved it. Kids love it. It's got all the right songs. Um, all the right. I I just keep getting impressed year after year. They think of cool visualizations for each of the songs. You know, it's it's. If you're thinking Just Dance is just the silhouette people wearing like funny clothes and jewelry to like colored backgrounds, no, 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 no. Like they're they're watching little, they're watching little animated movies at this point for most of the dances. So uh, yeah, hmm. if you got kids, I recommend it. Well, that's cool. I'm seeing a surfing panda. To Mr. Blue Sky by ELO. <laughs> That's the one. That is a cool little animated film, basically. Hmm. Yeah. Well, that is all the new releases, so let's jump ahead to... Really? No Call of Duty? We. What are we going to say about Call of Duty? We haven't played it. It's the Vanguardians. Yeah. Yes. Vanguardians. I, 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 I know we don't have the interest in Call of Duty this year, but I did sort of like... Actually, check back. I've got huh? more interest in Call of Duty this year. Yeah, I sort of, I, I, for some reason, I felt the need, like, let me check back in with the series and see. I, I'm looking for something just like this to play. And everyone's just sort of like, changes a couple things, mostly still the same. And single player is not as good as multi zombies there. No. Are you surprised? I saw people complaining online, I think, about zombies. I'm like, oh, okay, guess the Call of Duty game's out. People are complaining. <laughs> <laughs> I do love the zombies mode. It's my favorite part, and I wish they sold it separately. I mean, I'm, I'm going to play it. Like, one of my former co-workers is, is a narrative designer on it, so okay. I'm excited to see what sorts of things she came up with. Do I heard the narrative's the worst part. Oh, damn. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, like like I said, we'll we'll talk about it next week. I will play it, and uh, we will check it out. But um, the dude, the dude, it's here. It's out. It's it's. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was gonna say it's the McRib, but the McRib like the McRib of video games. But the McRib happens less often. 
<laughs> come, come get that cod piece, baby. Mm-hmm. Get that cod piece. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying, I'm trying to guess which one is worse for my health. Hmm. Uh, hmm. It's difficult to say. <laughs> but yeah, going back before, back and forth between modern warfare and uh, World War Two, the only two eras that exist. Um, I guess this one's <laughs> going back to World War Two again. For so. shooters, yeah. yeah, for shooters for the most part. <laughs> All right, let's move on to news. Gentlemen, how much you want to bet with this movie I'm about to talk about? Someone makes a reference to some banana strain of weed. Because we're talking movies in the... VGA! Uh, hey, uh, I'm getting my own Donkey Kong movie. I'm Seth Rogen. That's not Seth Rogen. <laughs> Is that your... Okay, your Seth Rogen sounds a lot older and more southern. <laughs> That's true. Uh... I'm Seth Rogen. Be sure to buy my line of frozen steaks. <laughs> my Seth Rogen can be Southern if he wants to be. All right. Okay. I'll take it. I'll take it. And, this is, and I'll also take a Seth Rogen Donkey Kong movie. I, I, uh, yeah. All right. I'll take a Southern Seth Rogen movie before I take Seth Rogen Donkey Kong. The, the Prattness of everything aside. Right? Um, yeah. I mean, I guess Chris Pratt wasn't available to also play to, Donkey to Kong. To voice everybody. Um. That meme is sort of mean, but also like, yeah, he's fine. He gets every role in, mm-hmm. in Hollywood. So. Ooh, Pratt? Mm. Yeah, the Pratt. Well, it's, just, it's just that, like, I don't want everybody to sound the same. It, I just think that's kind of dumb. Why should a, why should Garfield, a Lego character, and Mario sound exactly the same? Because Homeboy doesn't have a lot of range. I mm. told you my weird uh, dream casting for Garfield, right? No. You, wait, say you? it again. Say it here. It's it's. It's one until you hear his voice, you would never think of it. Judge Reinhold, uh, no, great, makes the perfect Garfield. Yeah, doesn't anybody ever knock anymore? <laughs> right, yeah. right, he's Garfield. <laughs> That's the right. Uh, like, like you know, you know who else would be better? John Benjamin. John, oh sure. John <laughs> Benjamin would be a perfect Garfield. Yes, he would. Hey, hey John. Hey, hey, John. Hey, John. Hey, John. Hey, John. John. <laughs> Lasagna, John. Lasagna. Lasagna, John. Hey, Brandon. Brandon, John. Whatever whatever your name is. Wait, my name's John. Oh, no, I'm, Gar- I'm Garfield. I'm Garfield. Sure. <laughs> uh, uh, but but I thought Rogan as Donkey Kong is great casting. Yeah. Because I... Sure. Donkey Kong yeah. is like, like my favorite, least favorite Nintendo character, if that makes any sense at all. No. I yeah, always sure. dress I my character I, I like I might him feel first. the same way about him. Whenever I feel this, I find discount toys. I always buy that stupid Dairy Queen spit curl, don- uh, uh, rare Donkey Kong. I love it, and I think he's. I think he's a great voice for a gorilla. I really mm-hmm. do. Sure, yeah. I, I would love to see a full movie with Seth Rogen as Donkey. It, it Kong. does feel like this is maybe putting the cart before the horse. Like you're already talking about the spinoff before the the movies. Like the movies, like still a year out from release. Yeah, that's yeah, know, you know, but like there's. I, I, I don't want to laminate too much because, you know, I talk to my friends with kids now and it's just like, uh, you have any Mario stuff? I'm like, I, for a while, I had every Mario thing you could have because Nintendo didn't do anything but make games mm-hmm. and seemed to like refuse to make any merchandise at all. And now you walk through Walmart's 30 years later and it's like 
kid shit is 90% Mario. There's more. I went to a fabric store looking for fabric, and there is more represent Mario representation than Disney. Wow. Uh, and by that, I mean, you know, like Mickey and Minnie stuff. Like, there's more Mario Princess Peach variations of stuff than the Fab Five of Disney. And there's no way, no way this movie can bomb, because all little kids are hyper into Mario right now, guys and girls. And there's... It's impossible. It's going through that one of my least favorite animation studios, <laughs> and they're still pretty good. Yeah. But as long as it's, it can be the worst Illumination movie ever, this thing is going to make a billion dollars. And we will absolutely is, is Illumination the Despicable Me the yes. Minions people? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it'll be fine. It'll be, Matt probably knows these movies way more intimately it'll than I do. Yeah, they fine. do good work. I mean, I've certainly paid to see worse movies <laughs> in the theater, so sure. You know. Yeah. It's sure. no Ice Age. But, uh, yeah, I mean, whatever. Seth Rogen is, is Donkey Kong. It's yeah. inoffensive. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Well. Any 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 reason we can get him to have a reunion with bullying Michael, I'm, I'm all behind. I, I might <laughs> be Mandela affecting this, but I could have sworn he's had to have voiced at least one gorilla character sometime in the past, right? He was like, a, he's a monster um, in Monsters and Aliens, and he's a mantis in Kung Fu Panda. Hmm. I don't know. I don't think so. Hmm. And I don't think he's been in any Pixar stuff. What a what a weird hmm. Okay. Hmm. I don't know. Maybe maybe he's like, you know, while watching trading trading places at home, he'll like do voice for that the ape at the end. But uh He just wrote right <laughs> Wow, I, I really thought <laughs> you meant the the, the, the home the home upgrade show. <laughs> That's trading dude, spaces. Open up. Open up that kitchen area and had a backsplash. (laughs) 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 All right. What's next? Oh, uh, well, taking us in an off-ramp out of the Hollywood segment, this is still sort of Hollywood-related, because when I read it, I certainly thought of a movie. A truckload of 30-series NVIDIA graphics cards was hijacked Fast and Furious style. Like, this is straight up... It was in Southern California. This is straight up Fast and Furious shit. And, I mean... I mean, think of it. The original Fast... The Fast and the Furious, they were hijacking, like, DVD... Trucks full Mm -hmm. of DVD players. Like... They were. These these are way hotter than DVD players. <laughs> Five dollar yeah. movie players. Yes. I mean, yeah, like they they sell for like three to four times their sticker price. Uh, mm-hmm. You can put them all to work mining crypto. Like, oh, and they bo- they belong to the black market now more than they have yes. a place. It, it, that's the element though that I think makes this more intriguing. Michael is, yeah. I. Th- they're worth enough now where, you know, the retail is one thing, right? But I, I think you're right. I don't know that this was hijacked to resell them. I think this – you could see someone yeah, using this totally. in some, like, crypto farm. Like, yeah. these will make like, us – These are going to be, like, out in a warehouse in the desert somewhere <laughs> running – I, I was, I was having a conversation with someone after recently watching The Sopranos, and I'm like, this might sound naive of me, but, like, the mafia's bread and butter was stealing shit. Goodfellas and – Early Sopranos just show a bunch of trucks getting robbed in across decades. And I feel like I don't hear about that anymore because, like, what's the mafia going to do? Hijack, hijack a truck full of Amiibos and sell them to anybody who's not Best Buy? Yeah. But with those NVIDIA, in the, the NVIDIA cards, maybe. Like, they're worth way more to people who are not Best Buy. Yep. And <laughs> they, might have, they might have a line on someone right now. It, holy shit. Now I gotta think about ripping off a truck. This could be my ticket out of here. <laughs> I'm just thinking of that line from Goodfellas where he's describing De Niro's character, like, yeah, he loves, like, you know, he's like, he just he loves, loves to, to steal. steal. 
But if it's just he like, loves. yeah, he loves to steal amiibo. Just just add amiibo to the end of that one. Just, just really gets lathered up about amiibo. Like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, this yeah. guy's nuts. Yeah. I, I, dressed, I took a person out to lunch uh, in the financial district, so I dressed up like a business guy. And then I immediately oh, geez, went to oh. Walmart in my adult suit. And it made me feel amazing. <laughs> like there's something when, when you dress up like an adult, there's something different about the way that people say "sir" to you. Like there's oh, yeah. there's genuine respect behind that. It makes me uncomfortable. He's he's wearing two collars if you count his jacket. <laughs> <laughs> that happened to me once going to an IHOP when I shaved my beard and just had a mustache. And then like oh, here you go, sir. And like there's there's something different in the way you're saying, sir. I don't like it. Yeah, seems like I I, I could get you a job somewhere, couldn't I? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I might be your boss someday. <laughs> uh, let's see. Next next news story. Uh, here's here's a place you'd probably see a lot of sirs with mustaches. Pack South, uh, the Texas branch of Pax is at an end for the foreseeable future, according to, to, to organizers Reed Pop. Um, here was their official statement on the matter. Uh, they said, you know, when the first PAX was held in 2004, uh, we expected at most 100 locals to show up, never in our wildest dreams. Did we anticipate more than 3,000 passionate fans to arrive or for our one-time event to turn into a series held in five cities around the world? Blah, blah, blah. They go on. It's basically... Um, Pack South hasn't expanded, and to some extent has remained the same show it was when we op- when we opened it in 2015. Facing that reality and compounded by the impact of COVID, we have made the difficult decision to bring Pack South to an end for the foreseeable future. So, I, I yeah, I gotta imagine, other than the breakout success of the early packs, that some of these are money losers for the first couple of years, hmm. and maybe I never got to go to a Pack South. But I, because, I always wondered about this one in PAX Australia. Yeah, I, I yeah. always thought, like, do enough people go to make those worth putting on? Uh, like, the hmm. company I was working at didn't seem to think so for PAX South. <laughs> and it, it, it sort of overlapped with a couple of other things that happened in Austin at the time. Hmm. I think that's where, like, GameStop's E3 is. Oh, wow. Um, okay. Isn't that Could in Austin be. as well? Could uh, be. Yeah, because, yeah, South by Southwest is earlier in the year. Right. Like, there's enough things going on in Austin. Um, but... And now with COVID, not only with COVID restrictions, what state that PAX visits is going to be least likely to be safe? <laughs> cough, Texas, cough. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Wouldn't have been, wouldn't have been surprised if it had been like, oh yeah, because uh, they they wouldn't let us uh, have an all vaccinated event or something like yeah, that. Probably yeah, probably wouldn't. Oh, they, yeah. That's probably true, but I doubt Reed Pop would would say that in this statement. And, and PAX was the original super spreader event. Hmm. Yeah, I mean that was right when COVID was kicking off. They, I think they yep. did hold that PAX East, right? That was I like the last so, yeah. thing. Oh no! But I, I think I are you like are the, you talking back about the, back the PAX SARS days? Oh yeah, 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 no, ours were oh, like you you go there, it's, it's almost guaranteed you will be sick in a couple of days. Which one of them yeah. it turned out to be like swine flu, like these swine, swine flu, flu. That's what it was. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Swine yeah flu, no. Yeah. So anyway, Pack South is no more. Uh, I guess you'll just have the memories, and this makes sense in a world where I can't see how Packs East and West are able to survive if more people don't go to I mean, these I, big I did shows. Have like, yeah. An ex girlfriend asked me, "Should I go to E3 this year?" I'm like, for the first time. Uh, do. You, 
are you worried about getting sick? Yeah. I'm like, do you like waiting in line around strangers? I'm like, no. Then no. Yeah. <laughs> you should not yeah. you should not go to E three this year, first year of all of all time. No, never. Yeah, I I, I wonder what would what E three will be in twenty twenty two. So um, I, mean, I don't know. One game that probably won't be there, though, uh, is Marvel's The Avengers. Uh, Square Enix's president, Yosuke Matsuda, uh, basically came out and was talking about its performance and admitted that uh, the game had not performed you know, up to what they had hoped for. Uh, he went on to explain, We overcame a variety of unexpected difficulties in the final year of the game's development, including needing to transition to work from home due to the pandemic, we were able to surmount these challenges and release the game, but it is unfortunately not proven as successful as we would have liked. And I, I always forget about that. Like, yeah, Avengers came out in the pandemic. Like, that's oh, a yeah. tough, right. tough environment for uh, any studio to put a game out. But especially this, this is where the statement gets interesting because he's basically saying it without saying it. Maybe they're second guessing their choice of Crystal Dynamics for a live service game. You know, mm-hmm. basically he's re- he's he goes on and oh. says, um, Square Enix would learn from ex- experience and work to produce games that quote unquote mesh with the unique attributes and tastes of our studio and development teams. So that to me sounds like he's saying, yeah, maybe Crystal Dynamics wasn't the best fit for this live service me, game. But like, like what is? What is what is Square Enix's success in the microtransaction arena? That doesn't Final have... Fantasy fourteen. Yeah, that, that is a success now. Yeah, Final Fantasy on other platforms, uh, like like mobile and and PC. But like, we I was just shitting on Outriders, but more shitting like the game itself is fine. Like th- this awful mandate for it to be a live game um, is ridiculous, and the same can be said for the Avengers. Great game with like. Like a, a, a different, ill-fitting genre tacked onto it. Well, and I, I think you know the point there is like, I don't know if Crystal Dynamics is, is saying they like maybe as a studio they want to branch out and do more live games as a service stuff, and this sure. was their chance to learn that space. But it's very clear, like their background, they're they're the Lara Croft people, man. They mm-hmm. they make narrative single player experiences for the most part, not games as a service that are pandemonium monetize you over the long run you know yeah yeah so. and, and that might not have been the best fit for a beat-em-up either like i still think that's a ridiculous notion if i'm if i'm shooting waves and waves of enemies and murdering them that makes sense for a mercenary it doesn't really make sense for me to want to do that as captain america all day mm. oh i just can't stop killing people as captain america i gotta learn this loot <laughs> it's it is true yeah it's strange that the combat part i don't actually mind it really is just oh, the replaying the through missions destiny style with that yeah. combat so. hate that shit yeah well if you if you do hate that live service playthrough thing over and over you will love this uh transition into hearing about amy hennig's new narrative game Ooh. so move over marvel the avengers because she is working on a marvel game like that is the project with the skydance games and of course skydance are that's Tom Cruise's studio. Tom Cruise's isn't it? company. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So they, uh, so Amy Hennig, uh, you know, long tradition of narrative single player experiences like the Uncharted games. And then she went on and she was, uh, remember th- she had that studio that had been working on on a narrative thing. I want to say it was Star Wars related, right? Or something. But yeah, she, that's what I thought. That, oh, the that canceled got shut Star Wars down. game. Yeah, that got canceled. And so this is what she's been working on for a little while now. So it will she be went a from Marvel Star game. Wars Uncharted to Marvel Uncharted. <laughs> <laughs> right. yeah. 
Well, she was. Right. Didn't she also write The Last of Us One? Wasn't she also involved? I in believe that? so. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. But anyway, so uh, yeah, look forward to that. Uh, I Good. I know I certainly am. So I think that's. Fantastic. Oh, that's what it was. It was at Visceral. Yeah, she was. She departed Naughty Dog in 2014 to work on a Star Wars project at Visceral game, an and Uncharted as Star closed. Wars game. That's. Mm. Why yeah. I said that, not pigeonholing her, but that's what they yeah. sort of codenamed it as. It'd be an Uncharted-style Star Wars game. Yeah. Um, um, which it would be awesome, and the same for Marvel. I don't I'd mind it at all. It. Just don't. To see it. Anything but an Uncharted movie, I'm fine with. Uh, I mean, if you want kind of an Uncharted Star Wars game, little little game deals, uh, the Star Wars, the one that came out, the Dark Souls Fallen Star Wars. Order. Uh, that one is uh, on sale for like seventeen dollars on PlayStation right now. So, or one month of Game Pass on Xbox, <laughs> Game Pass Ultimate. Sorry, uh, you're right. Yes, it is also included with Game Pass as part of the EA thing, right? EA so. stuff. Yeah. Um. So next up, did y'all forget about Dre? Because no. you better not. He's apparently working on new music, uh, and if you believe his buddy Snoop Dogg, that music is for. A Grand Theft Auto game. Ooh. For shizzle? Oh. Here's, here's the question, though. Like, what is that? What does that mean? Does that mean a new game? Does that mean a new expansion for GTA Online? Does that mean they're having to replace some licensed music from previous games with new tracks by Dre? That's, like, I, I don't know, but that, I don't like thinking about this too much, but I couldn't help myself. Because I don't... Uh, Grand Theft Auto had... whether we acknowledge it or, or not, has a lot of custom original music in it. It's mm-hmm. just mostly in that uh, electronic, I don't know anything about this genre. I don't think they've had any major musicians of Dre's caliber cut new songs for the game, but what, I, what I'd like, but I don't think why, think of your Dr. Dre, hip-hop's first billionaire, <laughs> talking to Snoop Dogg, and he's like, hey, what's up, Snoop? What's going on, Dre? Well, I got some of my old songs going into a Grand Theft Auto game. Like, Dre wouldn't tell Snoop about that. They're both too busy. <laughs> um, so what I'm guessing, what I'm hoping, and um, they haven't done this in a while. Or no, they have. Uh, is that Dre's hosting a radio station. Ooh, that would be cool. That would be cool. Yeah. Yeah, that he's the he's the DJ. The uh, Shit, I'm trying to remember. the they, Oh, Axl Rose was one of the DJs on uh, San Andreas and Kenny Loggins. <laughs> I... I heard giant bomb say though that it's interesting like radio at this point kind of automatically makes those games a period piece you know because who still listens to regular it, it's true radio? but it, it's... but it is custom content for the game and yeah you're not it, you could put your airpods in but it's not really easy for anybody but pc players to pipe their own music in that fucking game mm-hmm. that's really more of an xbox original kind of thing <laughs> i wish they would bring that feature back i love that for racing games are you kidding me it would be really interesting, like, instead of paying all these licensing fee, like, just allow us to bring our own Spotify playlists into these things. Yeah, there's got to be, yeah, it's got to be some biz dev guys that just want to do that deal, right? Just let them, let them get the deal done. Spotify's already, you get benefit for Game Pass Ultimate. And again, there's a Spotify app sponsor. on Xbox. Can you pin it? Yeah, there you go. Um, One thing you probably <clears throat> should pin is Smash Brothers Ultimate because uh, Sakurai confirmed he's done. He's done with... Oh, no. Yeah. Um, but what he said is is maybe more disheartening is he can't imagine a future of that franchise without him. Uh, mm. And at this point, I mean, I wanted... 
there's no way Nintendo doesn't make another Smash game, right? The game makes way too much money. Nintendo has never halted any of its series because one of its creators doesn't want to make it anymore. But it really goes to show you, at least he thinks, like, Sakurai is Smash, you know, at least in Sakurai's mind. And and I don't know, for the stories I hear, it's like, yeah, maybe he is so involved in every aspect of those games, he is irreplaceable if you want that same game again, you mm. know? Does he, is, does he not work for Nintendo? Like, full-time? I, I think I think he's a company lifer at N- Nintendo. But, uh, I'm not sure that he is. Really? Um, yeah, I forget, I forget. I thought, I don't know. I thought he, he maybe went somewhere else for a while. I could be wrong. I'm trying to glance I, at I, okay. I think I just assumed because all those stories of him, like, nearly killing himself with every Smash game, I'm like, you know, yeah, if he's a freelancer, a contract guy, why would he do that? Why would he kill himself for this stuff? But it's know? also, it's the kind of hype you give yourself when you want a future job. This is true. This is true. And, I yeah. am Smash. I am Smash. That's just how he said it. Yeah. That's just how he said it. And, and I don't know where where on earth does Smash go from here, but I'm looking forward to What's it. I, I don't. How, how could there ever be a better Smash than this, with the exception of a possible like subspace emissary mode? Mm. Uh, but I don't think we'll ever get this kind of roster ever again, and this kind of balance. Um, Man, they're all here, run. Chris. Nothing they're to complain about here. for Smash. Yeah, and then last bit of news. It's a little bit of a sad news, though. It has a silver lining. Uh, Hangar Thirteen is a local uh, Bay Area 2K studio. Yeah. They were working on an unannounced new game that was already canceled. Unfortunately, 2K revealed, but um, it was fifty-three million dollars into development. They canceled the game. Um, yeah, I, I saw that, and like all the comments were like GTA Six, GTA Six. It's like it's who? And nobody even says it's a Rockstar game. It's a Take Two game. Come on, yeah. no, it's no. The rumors I heard, no, yeah. no, GTA Six has to come from Rockstar, which yeah. is Take Two, not Two K. This is the studio that worked on Mafia Three, and so yeah. the rumors were that it we was have a, a couple Mafia friends sequel. who work there. Yeah, the rumors were it was a Mafia sequel, but then I guess Jason Schreier came out, and then Kotaku has a write-up. No, I don't think it was a Mafia game. Um, They're saying it was codenamed Volt, short for Voltron, and then when you hear kind of the description about it, uh, there was like some mechanics where like enemies do join together and stuff, so I'm like, oh shit, maybe it had had a license, but it was supposed to be kind of like a Destiny, like it was a third-person kind of action game like destiny sounds like a game as a service um and basically 2k just evaluated okay this is a very competitive space is the money we can potentially make gonna be more than the additional development costs of what we've already sunk you know 53 mil and they just did the finances and said no like that's too risky and and they pulled the plug uh silver lining though they did confirm um no layoffs is what I saw associated with this. So the the two hundred group of two hundred people nuts. will work on future projects, or they'll put them at other studios. You know, they got they got all kinds of studios working on like the two K games and the WWE game and stuff like that. So there's there's places for them to go. But um, man, that is a it's a little bit of a bummer because I hey it sounds like a cool new thing out of a local studio would have loved to support it. Yeah, although I'd love to play Mafia Four as well. So. <laughs> That's sure, especially after Mafia Three, that was really cool. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Three, three was the interesting one to me. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, anyhow, uh, that is all the news that is fit to play. 
Well, let's move on to our community segment, which, as always, is segmenting our community. Last week's question of the week was, what game series needs a Halloween-themed level or mission chain? Uh, on Video Game Apocalypse, Lambert is Dead says, I want a special greatest hits version of Silent Hill set at Halloween, where you go through all the most popular locations <laughs> of the series, but all the enemies are dressed in modern, sexy Halloween costumes of the abstract horrors you would see in the normal games. Yes, I want to be able to beat a woman dressed as a kinky, abstract daddy with a wrench. Because if you're going to go wrong, go all the way. So that reminds me, something interesting. One of the games that I played to do research for the top five was Dying Light. Because, like, okay, that had a kick in it. And it's like, yeah, it's got a kick in it. and But, like, it's just like, a oh, you push the zombies back a little bit. And then you can do, like, a, a flying wrestler-style kick. But it's it's a little bit difficult to pull off. But uh, that game is currently going through a Halloween event. And so all the zombies are like, you know, uh, well, not all the zombies, but a bunch of the zombies are like wearing witch hats or little pumpkin things or stuff like that. It's, it's kind of a neat touch. To, and this is like, what, like a five-year-old game, six, something like that? That is not the same game as when it launched. They have put so much work into Dying Light. Like mm-hmm. it became a service game. It's weird. Dude. Huh. That is that is strange. Snacks and Jackson says Snacks and Jackson appreciates Matt's commitment to the bit. Snacks and Jacksons will keep them snappier in the future. Also, a Halloween thing to have been Super Mario Odyssey would be cool. Now feed me. Nice. I've I've passed the bit along to Chris. Uh, yeah, but yeah, I always like to think of that that boo portion of Mario sixty four is like an awesome Halloween level. Hmm. Yeah, I, um, all the screenshots that interested me around about Super Mario World were of him in the ghost house. Remember, they were showcasing the SNES can do transparency. Look, these ghosts are see through. Like that yeah, was yeah. That, that was, was awesome. That tech was a at the huge time. deal in 1991. <laughs> yeah. Only reason booze exist to show off <laughs> transparency effects. Yep, pretty much, but it's like yeah, that, that those when I think of a Mario World screenshot, it's of Mario in the ghost house with the transparency. So. Hey, from the official Laser Time community on Facebook, Doug DeFreitas says, much to Matt's chagrin, I want Halloween nights? No, you don't. We already have Christmas nights, and Sega needs to make up for what they did with that night sequel on the Wii. That was real, real garbage. Yeah, you don't need more nights, is what I'm saying. And you're going to have Rob Zombie do the song. Days and nights, bring the nights. (laughs) (laughs) I want to see you standing there. Uh, Ballon Wonder World. <laughs> Preserved by Tom <laughs> little Metallica. Please. I just feel like Edge. Edge just like did a walk on in her show, mm. coming out to some Rob Zombie music. You think you know him? <laughs> I understood that reference. Uh, <laughs> Matt Cody Wardell says a Yakuza Halloween chapter imitating the annual Halloween street party around the Shibuya Scramble. Beating on Power Rangers and Where's Waldos and whatnot would be hilarious. Plus, real Yakuza were recently banned from giving out Halloween candy to children, so that could be tied into the writing nicely. How do you do yeah. that? I feel like they already did the Yakuza zombie shooter game. Yeah, you know, that was Dead sort Souls. of a Halloween game. Yeah. yeah. No, I was saying, how do you ban Yakuza from giving out Halloween candy to people? <laughs> That's a good question. Um, 
naughty Yakuza. We know who you are. <laughs> Don't give out any well, Halloween candy. Yakuza, and that other stuff you're doing. Don't do that either. They're, like, surprisingly open about being Yakuza. <laughs> yeah. Like, we're a corporation. Really? We we trade in real estate. No, they, they were. You got to see that documentary I sent you where the guy, like, says the, the government basically passed all these anti-Yakuza laws where they used to put an, a sign out front like, yes, this clan, this is our office. And he's like, yeah, you can't do that anymore. They will bust you. And yeah. That's their way of basically shutting down. They saw that episode of Sopranos where was it? Was it Bobby? They made be Santa and he was not a good Santa. I don't hmm. want to be Santa. You don't understand. <laughs> That's a good Bobby. <laughs> and finally, Vincent Goodwin says, the Jackbox games. Spooky yeah. quiplash prompts and horror-filled You Don't Know Jack would be a real hit at Halloween parties. Indeed. Very true. Ooh, still has Halloween try parties. Try use your words, Julian. A terrifying t-shirt design. Um, new question of the week. <laughs> That's right. They had a t-shirt design. Yeah, they did. What was that game called? The, the t-shirt design one? TKO, Michael. It was TKO. TKO. Thank you. Thank you. New question of the week. What collection of IP needs a Smash game now? Uh, I'm going to say Studio Ghibli. Uh, I want to see <laughs> sure. Kiki from Kiki's Delivery Service uh, beating up Totoro's oversized ass. Like, wow. Make that happen, please. Uh, bring together all those characters in one game. I don't care what they're doing. Yeah. If they're fighting, it's a, it could be a puzzle game, whatever. Just Just make it happen. I, I call the robot from Castle in the Sky, and you're fucked. Nice, I, yeah. <laughs> no, that would do it. That would do it. <laughs> that one's banned in tournaments. Um, <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, that'd be fucking great. Mm. It can be a little no-face. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, there you go. Uh, bam! All right, I, I got one. This one's, I think it's custom-tailored for Chris. Um, a Fleischer Studios smash, oh, yeah. which in the style of, like, Cuphead... With, like, all of the old-era classic cards. So, so, like, we're talking, like, you know, Popeye, Betty Boop. Betty Boop, fighting, like, classic Fleisch, Fleischer Superman. You know, like, all of that old shit in one spot. Maybe, maybe bring in some Felix. Some yeah, Felix gotta action. bring in Felix. Yeah, he can jump off a car dealership sign and be there. I understood that. that that's a joke just for Chris. By the way, <laughs> I dude, I have, a, I have a necktie with that Felix dealership, auto dealership really? sign on it. It's a USC necktie that has the Felix I, sign. Associate that with riding to E3 for whatever <laughs> shitty hotel future would put. I up associate in. that oh, yeah. from literally that was behind my dorm in college, dude. That yeah. building, or that sign. I love that sign, and someday I want to like. Someday I want to steal it. <laughs> the, the entire sign, the giant. <laughs> I mean, the, the the answer, the easy answer is Disney, but like I. If if Mario and and Link and Pikmin can do this, there's really no reason like. You know, Mickey and Donald can't punch people, but you know it'll never happen. But what's what's likely to happen is somebody to do this with just Marvel's roster. Because that's how you yeah. fill a roster of 100 characters pretty easily. Uh, I would absolutely love to see that. And I don't know what's happening, but I walked into Target today and saw this beautiful X-Men shirt. And it's like, the war is over. We can sell X-Men stuff again. It's great. <laughs> we can put X-Men in things again. Hooray. I thought you were saying that's what was on the shirt. Like, the war is over. We can sell X-Men stuff again. No. no. I mean, it, I could see that. Uh, Tongue-in-cheek, they could probably say that in the comic. But mm. it's just it's just nice to be be able to see Wolverine on store shelves again. The Cyclops and Storm and goddamn Rogue. Feels good. Yeah. Feels good. I would rather um, see, rather than a Smash game with them, I'd rather see them in a Power Stone game. 
Get yeah. a little 3D oh, action with some of those powers fighting each other, you know? Yeah, just just got to use that Ultimate Alliance engine. Just mm-hmm. Pretty much already looks like that. Beautiful. All right, so what collection of IP do you think needs its own Smash-style game? Let us know. Go to VigiGameApocalypse.com, answer into the comments for episode 444. Alternately, you can go to the official LazerTime community on Facebook. There'll be a thread there where you can answer, or ping us on Twitter at VGApocalypse, and we will collect the best answers and read them on next week's show. Anyway, that's been our show. Let's go out with some plugs. Uh, guys, what do we got to promote? Nothing. Uh, Laser Time Halloween was a total bust. We've got two trick-or-treaters. Hmm. Um, friends left early. Really sad. So here's hoping for a good Christmas. Uh, oh, and Patreon.com slash Laser Time. I just got not my Medicare <laughs> medical bills. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know what that means, but yeah. Uh, it means wait for the actual bill. Yeah, wait for the other shoe to drop, I think that's called. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, I hate it so fucking much. Uh, uh-huh. so it's the worst. Um, yeah, but uh, uh, but there'll be a new laser time very soon, and uh, we have a bunch of uh, bonus content in patreon.com slash laser time for the $5 level, which, a lot of which includes these fellows right here. So thank you very much. Maddie. Uh Yeah, I mean, I might as well plug. We just recorded some catch-up, and we're going to do more of some 302010 games, so keep an eye out for those. I'm sure we will be closing out the year probably with a batch of shows for you um because then we have to it's it's odd to say but michael and i are already turning our attention toward game of the year discussions and all that stuff so all that's coming so yeah have that to look forward to it's personally my favorite time of the year is Mm. when everything's out you get a chance to play everything usually have some time off work and you kind of get to sit and reflect and be like how was this year in video games and it was a boy it was an odd one Mm-hmm. Uh, but man, there's there's still some good games. So yeah. All right. Well, as always, you can visit us online at vigigameapocalypse.com. Follow us on Twitter at vgapocalypse, or follow me personally at wikiparas. That's w i k i p a r a z. Anyway, that's been our show. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you next week. One guy who would always call and um, I want a quadruple order of sweet and sour beef, and just like hearing them yell, "We don't sell sweet and sour beef." <laughs> <laughs> who is this genius? <laughs> he laughs so much. <laughs>